0: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Swung a left field deep. Val going back, looking up.
1: He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's And the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is five to four.
2: It's now time for the A's clubhouse show.
3: Everybody, keep your head up. It's Mother's Day. That's the most important thing. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Happy Mother's Day, Ken Korak, to your beautiful wife.
1: Yeah, and to you too as well, Chris Townsend. Thank you very much. Right back at you.
3: Well, that's pretty much uh, that, That's it that's for the, the race. That's the Clubhouse show for today.
1: <laughs> we'll talk to you Tuesday. <laughs> hey,
3: I got to tell you, th- I mean, first game was 2 one, second game was 4-3. The, the next game was 2-zip. The last game down at the Trop was 3-2, to two, so they split the series. And then here you had 2-1, 6-3, 4-3. So only two games out of the seven were not decided by one run.
1: In the seven games between these two clubs, the A's scored 19 runs and the Rays scored 17 runs. I mean, that's it. I mean, that, that kind of – I think that tells the story, right? I mean, they're really evenly matched clubs – It would not be a shock if they met during the postseason.
3: No, they're just, you know, the A's have more power. I would say the Rays, in a lot of ways, may I'm not saying a lot of ways, but they may have better pitching, especially bullpen. If Trevor Rosenthal was still here, uh, it might be a different story. But uh, these two teams are so similar because of the way Bob Melvin and Kevin Cash truly utilize their entire roster, probably more than most American League teams do.
1: The only difference with that is that the Rays mix and match all the time. You never see the same guys out there, and they go to different positions, whereas with the A's, I mean, they really only platoon in right field. Now, today, they had Canna playing in in center and uh, Brown in left because uh, Laureano has a little thumb injury. But, you know, the A's are actually, I think, fairly stable. I think the perception is that they platoon all the time, and they used to. They don't do that anymore, Chris. Oh
3: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, but it wasn't long ago
1: though that they really did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's a big thing for them.
3: And a lot of respect. I mean, and I know whenever we talk to Rays people, th- they say the same thing like we root for them on the East Coast and they root for us cuz we're just so we're so similar in so many different ways. When you talk about the the, the way you want to play, the issues that you have and probably the, the biggest thing is the issues that you have outside the lines with trying to get a new ballpark.
1: You have to be creative, too, with your payroll and with your ball club, and both clubs kind of at the vanguard when it came to analytics and things like that. So you, you're right. I mean, you have to do more with less, uh, I would say, Chris, and I'm sure you agree. Yeah, the stadium thing for sure, and we're obviously hoping for that and some good news this summer maybe around the bend.
3: Yes, and the thing about uh, the thing about St. Petersburg is where they play. It's not, you know, we always, like, look at them, and they don't have anybody in the stands. But in Tampa, a lot of people are watching and listening. They get really good television ratings. They get good radio ratings. Mm-hmm. It's just the traffic from Tampa to St. Petersburg is brutal.
1: Going over that bridge can be tough, and most people – have felt that they would have been better off building the stadium over in the Tampa area. Now the the trough was already there, so it was easy for the Rays to move in there, but maybe that wasn't the, the best choice for them as far as a locale. What did you think of Cole Irvin today? I thought he was fine. You know, he made a couple mistakes uh, on a day in which they just needed him to get some innings. He, at least he gave the club six, walked only one, wasn't was maybe his sharpest outing, and Uh, Adamas hit that free-run home run in the bottom of the fifth. And, you know, who knows if uh, Murphy makes the the catch on the pop-up by Brasso, although that was not an easy chance. Correct. E2 to begin the inning, and that really kind of opened things up in the inning.
3: Well, I got to tell you, I I, I was pretty shocked about Adamas' home run. I mean, a right-hander hitting a line drive out the opposite way, that's just something that uh, you just don't see very often
1: at all like like moreland going the other way to left field the other day right yeah you don't see it that often it was, I, I think watching it and calling it i think Piscotti thought he might have a play on it but it just got out so fast there was nothing you know steven just couldn't get back to the wall
3: yeah and you know they only had four hits
1: <laughs> no i know and that's just the way that it's it's been great baseball between these two clubs it's really been a lot of fun this series and you know, Chris, there's going to be some excellent baseball out here the rest of the year. And there's so many good matchups in the American League. And, you know, you're looking at Boston coming up on Tuesday. And the teams with the two uh, best records in the league. So going to be a really challenging trip for the A's. And they have a decision to make, of course, on the pitching with fires going on the I.L. We'll see how that unfolds in the next couple of days.
3: Did uh, the skipper whisper anything into your ear?
1: He did not. He said they might have some maybe get together after the game today with the front office. I would think you would have to have some sort of uh, news on that on Tuesday. They have Bassett set up to pitch the Tuesday game. So we'll really know depending on whether they announce the probables uh, for the series against the Red Sox maybe uh, tomorrow or on, on Tuesday morning. And, and you know,
3: I, I, I'm like Bill James. I, I'm, I'm creating my own analytics these days, and this is one of my fancy ones. Uh, when the A's get out-homered, they're 1-11. Yeah,
1: you're right. That's true. And then I think just a a footnote to the decision, if the A's going to call somebody up from AAA, let's say, to join the rotation, would you rather have that pitcher pitch in Minnesota on Saturday or go into the rotation maybe on Wednesday in Boston? You know, I'm kind of thinking a young pitcher at Fenway. I mean, the Red Sox –
4: yeah, they're playing is. awfully
1: well, so maybe you'd rather have whoever that <laughs> might be, if they decide to go that route, uh, pitch that, that, that guy on Saturday against uh, the Twins in Minneapolis. Now,
3: normally you wouldn't say this because Boston is a big money, big powerful team, but they looked like they were kind of going into rebuild mode, and with Hein Bloom there coming from the Rays, but man, Ken, they're 21 and 13. This is a really good team, and Minnesota has really struggled this year as they're just 12-20. and 20. So if you ask me, if, if Billy Bean gives me a call, I'm like, hey, whoever you're bringing up, uh, yeah, let's see him at Target let's Field. See,
1: exactly. And they won today, too, so they're 22-13. and 13. And they have a game tomorrow, a night game, against the Orioles in Baltimore tomorrow night, so they're going to be flying you know, late into the night to get back to Boston after that game, so... They can rake, and J.D. Martinez had a really down year last year. He's not having a down year this year.
4: No. So they, no. They, they
1: have dominated. You look at all the pretty much all the important offensive categories in the American League, they're leading the pack.
3: Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, he, he's a frontrunner for MVP so far, the way he's been swinging it. So. Right, for and sure. They're, and they're always tough at Fenway Park, so it'll be fun. Hey, Ken, 17 yes, straight days. We finally have a day off.
1: Enjoy it tomorrow, pal. I cannot wait. I'm going to tee it up for the first time in six weeks. you feeling good? I feel a lot better. The rehab, of the the calf injury has gone great. So, yeah, we'll be out there. They can't keep you down. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, the scorecard might keep me down, but I'm going to feel okay no matter what. Well, go have a barbecue, and
3: we'll talk to you on Tuesday. See you, buddy. Thanks. The great Ken Korak, the voice of your Oakland Athletics. Yeah, 17 straight. I was talking to the commander, my producer, Commander Cody today, and I'm like, 17 straight days of doing pre- and post-games and talk shows, and like, wow, it's time for a little bit of a break. But we're not done yet. We're going to talk to you next. 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Oh,
4: oh, oh, O'Reilly. Don't miss out on Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your car could use a spring cleaning, stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep your car looking new. Like Mother's California Gold Wash and Wax, just 4 dollars for a 64-ounce bottle. That's a $6 savings. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh,
5: O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is A's Clubhouse.
3: It is the A's Clubhouse show after a very, very good series for the Athletics, even though they lost this game. The bottom line is this you take two of three, you're 21 and 15, you're in first place, you survive the 17 straight games, your pitching, for the most part, survived the 17 straight games. And now you get ready to once again not play a team from the American League West. Are we ever going to play in division again? (laughs) I mean, seriously. I mean, we're playing another American League East team. It's unreal. Look at the schedule. It went Baltimore, Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa, then Boston, then Minnesota. We'll come back home. And finally take on a West team, but it's the Astros. It's not gonna be till May twenty first till we see the Angels. I mean, that's crazy. You're basically two months, two months into the season, and you've only played one team in your division? And what they say was it the Giants and the Padres? I think have played in three series already? I mean, it's like we've been transported to the American League East. We don't. I mean, that's that's just nuts. All right, let's get to the calls at 833-625-2278, and we are going to start with Dave in Alameda. Lead us off, Dave,
6: here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Oh, great show, Tony. You know, you know, I'm thinking about this, this baseball team and whatnot. You know, and not having the. Uh... And playing all the American League East teams. I think for the fans it's pretty cool because I remember going to the Oakland Coliseum so many times and, and it was always the Rangers and the Mariners every oh. time I would go. It seemed <laughs> like and I was like, Wow. I never get to see any other I mean, I see these teams every time I come here, it seems like. And it's just it seems without fail, you know, if they're gonna play ten, fifteen times a year, twenty times a year, you you're gonna the odds are you're gonna run into those teams. But uh as far as the A's comparing the A's to the Rays, I like how you compared the owners, uh, John Fisher and Stu Sternberg, uh, because they are really similar. You know, you, you got you got two guys who have the money. They're very wealthy. Stu Sternberg is, you know, just you know, very better than anybody. Wall Street tycoon, a real life Gordon Gecko. He could buy a stadium with. He could sign the paper right now. Stadium built, no problem. And Fisher, he's got more money. He's got the gap money. He's got his parents have had a lot of money for. A, very well, I would,
3: but yeah, but you got to realize the difference is Fisher's trying to do that. Tampa guy doesn't want to do it. John Fisher, they they put a proposal together to the city of Oakland saying we'll pay for the building. So John Fisher's all in. Problem with the guy in Tampa, he's not all in. And and I, I we were there. It was what well, I was there. I was there not last year, the year before, and I remember talking to. Uh, Mark Topkin, their beat writer, and they would rather be in Tampa because there's more people over in Tampa, but Tampa Bay, the city doesn't want to pitch in money, and, you know. Uh, but I think there's a the, – the big difference between ownership is John Fisher has been – I mean, if you've seen it. They're trying to build a ballpark at Howard Terminal. I, I, I don't know how much the guy in Tampa wants to fit the bill for a new, a new yard.
6: True, true. You know, it's funny. I I was at the MLB uh, owners meetings just for the heck of it in Dallas one year. And Fisher, who owns the Fairmont, that's where they were. He walked in the bar and he was, you know, he was coughing a little bit. And I was like, oh, do you need some water, sir? Because I knew who it was. And he's like, he asked the bartender. He's like, oh, let me get a glass of water. I was like, thinking to myself, why don't you just get an Avion or something? You own the hotel. It's not like it's. You know it's going to damage either. I, I think. I your think. Card- I, I, th- I
3: I think. I think. Lou Wolf is the fair amount. I, I don't know if Fisher is involved
6: in hotels. Oh, both of them. They bought them together.
3: Did they? Okay. Well, yeah. You know, yeah,
6: they're big. They're big time. I, I,
3: I got to tell but you, John, John Fisher is a. He's a wonderful man. He's such a nice guy. And I know people think he doesn't care. Uh, he totally cares. He loves. He loves owning this team.
6: There's no question. Oh, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He is a nice guy. I was, I was, I, just like I was saying, when I was sitting right next to him, I was talking to him that I lived in Alameda and I wanted to give him my resume. He's like, oh, I think it'd be better if you took it over there. And then like a normal guy, he's like, well, what part of Alameda do you live in? I was like, oh, I live over by the high school. He's like, oh, right on. We'll take it over to, the, take it over to, to Billy and, and Maggie over there. I was like, oh, man, Mr. Fisher, I think it'd be better if you did. He's like, nah, you do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I sent it over there. Billy Bean finally wrote me a letter. Finally. It took me seven years to get one letter from that guy, but I finally got it. So uh, I hope the, the A's do real well. Billy Bean and, and Cavill, they seem like, you know, they're on top of it. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I just think we need more hitting. You know what I mean? I don't know about our hitting. I think we, we could use a lot more hitting. Uh, too bad Buster Posey doesn't want to come play for us. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually, hey, appreciate the phone call. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm shocked how well Buster is playing, but – Obviously, the year off for him, you know, he he, he stepped out because of COVID because they just adopted twins, so he made the right decision. It was about family, not about baseball. And uh, the year off um, ha- has done him well. There is no question about that. Yeah, John Fisher, they're trying to get a ballpark done. I mean, we, they, they've put a proposal. They've put it on the plate of the city council. Are they going to vote on it? I don't know. All that's above my pay grade. But I know Dave Cavill has worked tirelessly to try and make this thing happen. And by the way, I I got a David Don texted me some unbelievable news today. And Janie McCauley uh, put out on Twitter, A's president Dave Cavill is aiming on a grand reopening July 2nd versus the Red Sox, with fireworks ahead of 4th of July and more fans in the lower bowl if COVID-19 restrictions soften in Alameda County and social distancing isn't as necessary outdoors. I got to say that sounds like pretty good news. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great to sit in the ballpark and see fireworks I got to tell you, last night uh, I was driving home, and I turned on my guy, great the greatest San Jose State Spartan baseball player of all time, and uh, Mark Langston. And it's Dodgers, Angels, and I'm listening to their pregame show on XM, and they're like, "Hey, it's fireworks Saturday! Fireworks every Saturday." I'm like, "The Angels have fireworks every Saturday." And, I mean, it's just so crazy. Every county, every state is so different. Like, for us, oh, my God. We can barely get in the ballpark, thank God. And they're having a firework night in Orange County. Really? It's amazing. You got, I mean, Vegas, our AAA team, is at 50% capacity. Some stadiums are full capacity. But I think for us as... Bay Area folk, how normal would that make you feel to sit in a ballpark and watch fireworks? And nobody, nobody does fireworks better than the Oakland A's. The A's are the best. Our fireworks shows are amazing. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the A's Clubhouse show.
6: Hey, Tony. Uh, two things. Uh, bottom line, uh are the A's going to get their Howard Terminal ballpark? Uh, what's your prediction?
3: Uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm praying. I hope it gets done. I hope the city does what's right. It's going to create a bazillion jobs. It's going to put money in people's pockets. Um, the unions are all behind it. I, I, I really hope. I really hope it happens because no offense to the Coliseum, the building's done. It was built in 1966. It's had its time. The A's need what everybody, unless you're playing at at, at a place that's so special, like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field or Soldier Stadium or, you know, the old venues that are just historical landmarks, you got to get new digs.
6: I hear you. And uh, the uh, second thing is uh, I was just wondering, uh, by any chance do you have the 27th uh, out to Dallas Braden's perfect game from 11 years ago on Mother's Day.
3: Oh, yeah. we I played it in the uh, – so I do two hits during the broadcast. I do, a, I do a farm report, and then I do a hit at the end of the third inning where I try and bring up stuff that will uh, spark discussion, and I played it early. You want to hear it? Sure. Robert, you got it? Let's hear it. Dallas Braden, 2010, Mother's Day, one of the most special
1: days in Oakland A's history. And Braden turns. He throws, and it's swung on a ground ball to short. Taken there. Pennington's got it. He throws. A perfect game.
0: Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game. The A's have beaten Tampa Bay 4 to nothing. The
1: kid from Stockton has done it for the A's.
3: So Dallas Braden's previous start, if you're listening, Dallas, don't get angry. Uh, his previous start gave up six runs on eight hits uh, and four innings against the same Tampa Bay club. And, oh, no, that was against the Rangers. So he gave it up. His previous start against the Rangers, six runs on eight hits, four innings. He came in with a lifetime record of 14-21. and 21. The Rays had the best record in baseball at the time at 22-8, and and that's the 19th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. And knowing about his history with his mother and his grandmother being there, it was more than just a perf- perfect game. That, that was uh, Someone was looking down from the heavens on him that day, and uh, there was a lot of tears, but they were tears of joy.
6: Thank you, Tony.
3: All right, have a great day. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. I remember on that. What I remember from that day is I took a bazillion phone calls. And I remember, I don't know if I've asked Dallas this, but a woman called in claiming to be his girlfriend. And she was driving back to Stockton. She was in tears. But we took so many phone calls that, my wife is hammering my phone, going, When are you leaving? We got to take my mother to dinner. And I'm like, Brady just threw a perfect game. What am I supposed to do? You need to get home. Get off the air. And I'm like, I got full lines lit for like two hours. All righty, we got more coming up next. You'll hear from Bob Melvin. You'll hear from Matt Chapman and your phone calls. Gene, you hold on right there. We're coming to you next right here on the A's Clubhouse show.
7: Some things just go together I need these boxes in bin 7. Oh, hello? Hi. I just wanted to call in and find out when next- Whitney's
8: warehouse foreman just retired, and the replacement needs to move to fulfillment.
2: Sorry.
7: Hold
8: on. Guys,
2: can we get the dock cleared now? Indeed can help her hire the people she needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality
8: candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Hey, Robert, I just got a text from Vinny. He said he uh, he had the cable cut in the game in the seventh. Let's, uh, I want to play that here in a little bit. The number, 833-625-2278. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. You're on the A's Clubhouse show.
9: Hey, Tony. Now, what I remember uh, besides the game, you know, Dallas' perfect game, is I, I remember his grandmother telling Alex Rodriguez to stick it afterwards after uh, – <laughs> Hey rod uh, uh, you know, uh, I think, as I recall, he crossed home plate. Uh,
3: he crossed the and, mound. Uh, it was get off my the, I'm mound so, I'm
9: sorry. Uh, excuse me. I meant that he crossed the mound and, and then later said, uh, who the hell is something like, who the hell is Dallas Braden? And then Grandma basically said stick it. Well, I, hey, I hey Genie, you know hilarious.
3: what I also remember from that, from, not from that day, <laughs> yeah. but it was the next couple days, where next yeah. thing you know – you got Dallas going on like Good Morning America. He's going on all the morning <laughs> TV shows with his grandma. I mean, that's why. That's why this. I mean, perfect games are incredible. I mean, I, yeah. I remember watching yeah, yeah. parts of like Mark, Mark Burley. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there. But this one was so emotional because of the backstory that when yeah, you've yeah. got the morning, when you got ABC and NBC, and when you got all these morning shows calling you up, mm-hmm. you know that's a big deal.
9: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I always try to take positives away from these losses. I mean, first of all, in my gut, I felt like, you know, the best teams, they find a way to to win games like this. They didn't want to get swept. So, you know, uh, tip your hat, sure, we made a few mental mistakes. I think Matt Olson had maybe one of his worst days in the field. But, uh, hey, you know, I I figured they were going to find a way to beat us anyway. But, on the positive side, I really like seeing Birch Smith back. He was really, really good last year, and if you can just stay healthy, he'll he'll be a, you know, a really needed asset and in, in the bullpen. Nice to see Sergio, you know, uh, looking sharp again. So, uh, you know, all, all in all, I I think uh, I feel pretty good about this weekend. Um, hey, and...
3: hey, 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 I can tell you this. I I never knew much about yeah. Sergio Romo, but. Um, I got tipped off yesterday that he's he's a hell of a guy. They love him. I so, suppose he's a great guy. Let me just say one negative here. Can I get one negative? Because no. I wouldn't be a good talk show host if I didn't bring <laughs> anything up negative. Matt Olson, yeah. I, you get taught from a very early age, never make the mm. third out at third. Never, mm. ever, ever make the third out at third. You're in scoring yeah. position. If you're going to go there... You better make it, and yep. I mean, if you think about that, you you lose by one, and he got thrown mm-hmm. out at third to end the inning. Yep. I mean, I don't know if Bob's going to address this or if you know, because we're going to play Bob Melvin. I don't know if he's going to yep. address it, but that is that is a, that is such a big no no. I mean, you're in scoring position. Next batter gets up, hit, and you tie the game. Instead, you you, you, yeah. you ran the ball club out of the inning.
9: Yeah, and, you know, and besides that, he probably should have taken that pop-up that, uh, you know, Murphy couldn't find. And then that, that ground ball that he normally picks up went right under his glove. So, I don't know where his head was at today, but I guess, you know, even the best have have their off days, so. You know, all in all, he's still the best first baseman in baseball. Field. I I, I wouldn't trade him. I,
3: I know everybody loves Freddie <laughs> Freeman, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade Matt Olson. He's a stud.
9: No. One one last qu- uh, uh memory of of uh, of Sergio back when he uh, won the championship with the with the Giants. Uh, I remember him the next day wearing a T-shirt that said, "I only look like an illegal immigrant." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Well, he, he you know,
3: he, he he's had a lot of success, and that's the thing. Appreciate the phone call, Gene. That that's the thing about this team. You know, a lot of people always think that the A's are a bunch of young kids. This is an older team. You got a lot of older players. You know, you, you take out Murphy, and you tell "Well, Lizardo's not there right now," but you take out Murphy. You take out Lazardo. I mean, look at this lineup. Canna, Lowry, Olson, Murphy, Chapman, Brown, Piscotti, Moreland, and, and Elvis. The only young guy's Murph. That's it. And then some of these guys, Moreland's got a World Series ring. Sergio Romo's got three. I mean, that's I got zero. He's got three. That's a big deal. John in Sacramento, you're on the A's Clubhouse show.
6: Uncle Townie. Um, So I've been pretty happy with the way this team has been able to turn it around, but I'm just not so sure about uh, Elvis Andrews. He's had a good series. He's had a nice little double yesterday or however many days ago it was. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's too inconsistent. Uh, Should I, like, should I keep up with him? Or, like, what do you think? Are we going to keep him mature? I'm sorry. Your phone's
3: breaking up. Um, Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Here, here's what I think going to happen. I think Elvis has a few days. And if Elvis, you know, because he had a triple today, that was nice. Okay. But if he doesn't, he, he's got to start hitting now because they've sent Chad Pinder down to AAA for rehab. He's going to be there for a couple games. And if Elvis is not hitting, I, I, I can see Chad taking some of his playing time at shortstop. I don't know how the front office feels about it. Um, hopefully we'll have uh, – David was real busy this week, but hopefully we'll have David Forrest on this week on A's Cast Live, and it's one of the questions I want to ask him. You know, How do you see shortstop going forward? I would love to have Elvis bust out and just start hitting. We don't have this conversation. But if he continues not to hit and he's still not batting 200, I think Chad Pender's going to take some of his playing time.
6: Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, Pender would be a good addition back to the lineup. I mean, didn't he come up as a shortstop or a middle infielder?
3: Yes, and that's pretty much where he's played. He had played a little bit of outfield uh, in his first, I think it was his first year of college, but yeah, he's he's a shortstop, and but but you know what, he's he's got the skill of a guy that can play anywhere on the diamond. For God's sakes, he's the emergency catcher. I mean, he can play uh, anything. So uh, yeah, I, I can see Pender getting some time at shortstop if Elvis is not hitting.
6: Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Thanks. Uh, thanks for talking
3: to me, Tony. Hey, no problem. You have a, a great Sunday and a great Mother's Day. Yep, I got dinner reservations here in a little bit to take my wife out for Mother's Day. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. If you're listening on a station that's leaving us, just go to athletics.com slash A'scast. That's athletics.com slash A'scast. Or get the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. A's with the loss to the Rays, four to three, but they two, but they take two out of three. Your phone calls, Bob Melvin, Cole Irvin, Matt Chapman, all coming up next, right here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
4: No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high-tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things, family and Honda. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Honda.
1: The 0 1 pitch on the way is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch in the A's and tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. When is the a second to third, Irvin throws. is swung on, driven to right, back on a Piscotti at the track. He's right to the wall, over his head, and over the wall. An opposite field three run home run by Willie Adamas, and that quickly. This ball game is tied up at 3-3. A line shot about 40 feet fair.
3: I, I, that, that was shocking, let's be honest. A right-handed batter hitting a line drive out to right field at the Coliseum? Seriously, when does that ever happen? I thought it was going to be caught or off the wall. To go out? I mean, it's a different game. They had four hits and scored four runs. Crazy. All right, let's play the Dave Cavill clip that Vince Catronio played for us on A's cast in the seventh inning.
8: Yeah, we're thrilled that fans are back in the building. You know, it's really
10: exciting to see everyone out here on Mother's Day. A lot of really good energy. We're excited to have
5: more fans. Hopefully a grand reopening in early July without the social distancing. could be a great thing. The fireworks could be amazing.
3: You know, Dave Cavill's the kind of guy that if you're ever having a, you know, a down day, a little Debbie Downer day, he's he'd be like the guy that you need to that needs to call you. He'd cheer you up immediately. Like I'm gonna ask Dave next time. Have you ever had an off day? Like has there ever been a day where Dave Cavill is just not like, life's great? I wish I wish I was like that. I'm just too emotional. I I just, I just, I you know. There's days where I go out and I have a rough day golfing, and it puts me in a bad mood. I don't think Dave's ever been in a bad mood. It's amazing. The guy is always he's always upbeat. He's always positive. He's ready to rock. That's the kind of leader you need to get a building done. He's done it before. For God's sake,s he created his he created his own baseball league. He got a Via Stadium done in San Jose for the earthquakes. And I know, you know what, have they changed it? Is it called PayPal Stadium now, something like that? I don't know. Um, But he got it done. That's the kind of, that's what the Raiders didn't have. The Raiders didn't have somebody like that. I know, I worked for them. No offense to my former employer, but they didn't have a person like that. They had no chance. I mean, they had no chance of getting something done. Because you need you need a guy that's going to be a fighter, and you need a guy that's going to work with people. You got to get a guy that brings people together. Raiders didn't have that. Everything with the Raiders, it's, it's our way or the highway. And in California, you're not going to get something built like that. How do I know? Uh, look at the Raiders. Look at the Chargers. The San Diego Chargers are now the Los Angeles Chargers. And now the Spanoses are fighting each other because they're losing so much money being in Los Angeles and being the second tenant to the new building that was built by the Rams, that they're suing each other because so much is coming out of the family trust. They're a mess because the Chargers, it was their way or the highway. You know, bravo to the Sacramento Kings. Bravo to the Niners, to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, look how hard it was for the Warriors to build their arena. But you know what? They stayed positive and they got it done. And that's why we're lucky to have Dave Cavill. Let's go to Mike in Sacramento. Mike, you are on the A's Clubhouse show.
10: What's up, Chris? Uh, yes, uh, to your last point there, that's uh, something I'm very familiar with. Uh, I think that, you know, your point about John Fisher being a really, really great guy and Dave Cavill on that team, you know, it was a very, very huge blessing to have people like Vivek Ranadive, Chris Granger, John Reinhardt, and Matina Kolokotronis up here in Sacramento that wanted the building that is up now. And the team and the city and the fans did it correctly.
3: Well, and, 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 have, and, and, and Mike, you know, for, for our fan base who may not know, Sacramento, yes. the Kings... They were one foot out the door heading to Seattle. It was almost a done deal, and Vivek Ranadive, who was one of the owners of the Warriors, um, essentially saved the Kings in Sacramento. Oh,
10: absolutely! Uh, in fact, it was even one foot out the door uh, to become the Anaheim Royals at one point. Uh, it, it it got it, it was uh, to. A scary situation here, and then former commissioner David Stern did something great, along with your point, Vivek, uh, and kept the team here in in Sacramento. Um, but yeah, I think to Dave Cavill's point uh, in the clip you played with Vince Catronio, uh, I love your segment on A's Cast called the Build. Uh, it is my favorite. And perhaps this might be a great opportunity after what Dave said in, what was that, the seventh inning, uh, to uh, uh, get him on the build again and give folks an update because I'm really uh, excited about an upcoming city council vote uh, sometime in the first half of the summer.
3: Yeah, we're all looking forward to that. And I I just – I. I can't wait for the day that I walk into a brand-new stadium, brand-new, right. everything brand-new, everything state-of-the-art. I mean, I
10: can't and I wait. Can't, and I can't wait for the location of that stadium to hear from fans to say to folks like me and you and Dave, hey, uh, what a great spot. I came in from Bakersfield. Yeah, I came in from Merced. Yeah, I came in from San Jose. Ah, you came into Jack London Square and just uh hippity hop over uh and you're here. Yep. Because they took Amtrak because of the location of the new ballpark.
3: Well, and as you know being in Sacramento, there's so, you know, for all the years with the River Cats being affiliated with the A's and I just know all the years broadcasting uh, mm-hmm. we, we have a ton of fans up in Sacramento who will love to come down. You know, it's one thing you come down to the Coliseum. It'll be a whole different ballgame to come down to a brand new. I mean, all we have to do is look across at what south of, the, south of market used to be. No one went south of market in San Francisco. No, no, one. no. I, I worked at no K&B, one. I worked at KMBR before uh, Pac Bell Park was built. I never went down mm-hmm. there. And then all of a sudden you look at it you look at it now and it's such a vibrant area. It's just all you have to do is look across the Bay at what is now Mm -hmm. Oracle Park to see what you could have in Oakland.
10: Exactly. And, uh, and as far as the team of late goes, I'm, I'm very pleased with the nine and eight record over the 17 games in a row. Uh, You know, thank goodness they're going to have the day off. Uh, I hope you got my text earlier. I hope you and your wife and, and your twins uh, can celebrate uh, as family tomorrow without the ball game in the way. And, and then I know it's on to Boston uh, starting Tuesday afternoon.
3: Yeah, it's, um, it, it's going to be nice to have a day off and then it's, it's right back at it. But you know, that's a, that's the thing, Mike, when you're going well, you want to be playing. So it's nice to take the day off, but get right back on the horse because Uh, I'm feeling good about this ball club. I really am. Yeah,
10: I am too, and I hope the bullpen can improve a little bit to some points uh, manager Bob Melvin mentioned earlier today.
3: Yeah, great stuff. You be well, my friend.
10: Very well. You too. Thank you again.
3: So uh, the great Mickey Morabito, the legend that is Mickey, uh, I was talking to him yesterday in my booth, and – he talked about just how just how good th- these guys are. They're, it's a group of fine men, and they all really like each other. And I think that means something. I really do. You know, guys want to be here. Guys want to play in Oakland. I've been around this thing for years. I've been around players I knew just get me the hell out of here. No, they want to be here. They're happy to. Mitch Moreland, Elvis Andrews, these guys were happy to get here. And then you got all these guys. I mean, look at Jed. Jed just knows this is home. His wife was on with Vince. She talked about it. It's home. They went to Stanford. They met at Stanford. This place means something to them. Mark Canna's a Bay Area kid. These guys love playing here. That wasn't the case necessarily in the old uh, Bobby Guerin era. It's because Bob Melvin has created a culture. It's about creating a culture. It's different in baseball. Certain, certain coaches, certain managers can create a winning culture. And people thrive inside the family, inside the community, inside the environment. Bob Melvin has created that. Steve Kerr created that. Football's different. Football, they just yell at each other, and it's it's a whole different. You play once a week, it's a whole different deal. But when you play a lot, and you're with each other all the time, Chris Bassett once said it, that – guys leave here now and they go other places and they're like they're like oh it's miserable they're not having fun there's not the chemistry you have you have you've got a great group they understand it they like it and they play for each other and when human beings play for each other and they have talent it's amazing what you can do now you don't play for each other, and you just play for yourself. You're not going to win. You may win on some talent, but are you going to win the championship? I mean, I, I, I think I'll always go back to what I've now learned about that Arizona Diamondback team and how close they were. When you talk to – I've talked to Bob Brenly, I've talked to Brian Anderson. I've talked to Mark Grace. We talked to Matt Williams about it. And of course, we talked to Bob Melvin about it. They were such a tight knit group, and they still are today. That's why they overcame the Yankees in seven games. They don't—they had great talent, but they don't over, they were an expansion team. You think they overcome the Yankees if that clubhouse? Oh, we talked to Luis Gonzalez. We've had him on. They loved each other. They played for each other. You gotta have that to win. And I think this group has that. All right, coming up, I know I've gone long winded today, but uh, it's Mother's Day. Uh, Coming up next, we'll hear from Bob Melvin and Cole Irvin as we roll on right here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: fondue set
0: now I need to find a coupon code not anymore Susan
1: Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout
0: wait instantly
1: it's called shopping smart not hard download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you
0: don't mind if I fondue (laughs) that's kind of cheesy Capital One Shopping it's kind of genius what's in your wallet
7: savings and available coupons vary
2: Mother's Day is this weekend. Send your mom exactly what she craves. The mouth-watering Let's Go Grill Package from Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and enter keyword rare in the search bar to order today. This package includes our signature butcher-cut filet mignons, apple tartlets, and so much more. Plus, she'll get the tasty bonus of 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steaks burgers free. To top it off, you'll also get $20 off on your first order. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword rare.
5: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply, requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
4: Remember your kid's first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. Now she's 16 on her first solo drive, but this time in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. Just like we agreed, right young lady? Right now, Get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. You and Buddy are enjoying your walk when?
8: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
5: to the A's
3: Clubhouse Show. That's right, it is the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's go to Coach P. Coach P, how you doing on a Sunday?
13: Oh, man, you know, I'm just uh, loving life, you know what I mean? Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the the mothers out there, all the moms, all the grandmas, all the wives, you know what I mean? Just got to throw it out there, Uh, you know, for all the mothers. And definitely a bummer that they couldn't get the uh, the, the sweep you know, on the Sunday afternoon, but uh, you know, they, they made it a game. They they had some at bats that you know they could have just got that hit in the in, you know towards late innings. But uh, I mean, the Rays are tough. You know, I mean, we knew that going in from the the series back there in St. Pete. And uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, A's took care of business. I mean, you really got to look at. Of course, you know, it would have been nice. Goes uh, ten and seven, I believe in that seventeen. Fan they did, but uh, you know, they went nine and eight. They went nine and eight. They they won the series. They they got a winning record on the homestand, and I'm thinking as the weather gets hot, this team's even going to get hotter, County. I'm telling you. But love the show, County. Let's go Oakland.
3: Uh, awesome. Have a good Mother's Day. Yeah, the weather's been pretty nice. We're getting, you know, it's summertime. We're, we're, we're there. And it's going to be, you know, and, and as more people are getting into the ballpark and hearing Dave Cavill talk about fireworks, it just, you know, Maybe this is going to be a magical year. Because last year stunk. Maybe this year will be magical. Unfortunately, the A's did lose 4-3. to three. Here's Bob Melvin after the game.
6: Uh, hi, Bob.
12: Uh, Urban looked like he was uh, in a pretty good rhythm for the first four innings. Uh, did you see – I mean, how, how much did maybe the, the drop pop-up there affect him, and how did you see that fifth inning turn there?
11: Well, I mean, you know, it's a base runner, but you got to give Adama some credit, too. You know, he's painting out there all day long. He went the other way, hit a ball where the wind was kind of blowing out a little bit and, you know, hit a homer. So he's pitched really well. He gave up only four hits and, you know, basically it was one ball that you really do have to get a hit or a hit or some credit on
12: look like you guys had some late chances there um offensively but i guess how difficult is it to, to sort of break through against their bullpen there
11: uh i don't know i mean we feel, we always feel good late in late in games here especially in the later innings so you know they they got the job done today we just come up one hit short and you know we had some chances out there obviously the you know the ball that gets by the catcher it's kind of a tough read for for a guy on second and you know he hesitated for a second got thrown out but when it's straight behind the catcher kind of how it is it's 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 kind of a tough read for him
12: Martin Gallegos.
14: bob um, i know you mentioned kind of looking forward to the day off tomorrow what do you think of just getting through this 17 game stretch where the team stands yeah
11: we're we're okay i mean certainly shoot we we play for the day i mean today was a day that we had some opportunities to win we had a, we had a three-nothing lead. We felt good about where we were going. It would've been nice to finish it off, but you know they they came back, scored some runs, end up beating us. So, you know it's on to the next. But as far as the off day goes, yeah, I think everybody could use it.
14: And um, uh, what do you think, just Bert Smith, His first game back to give you two innings like that—pretty impressive.
11: Yeah, he was terrific. I mean, we've seen him pitch really well for us. You know, elevating his velo was good. Um, he's got good spin at the top of the zone. You know, at that point in time with with how our bullpen kind of played out, this is the kind of opportunity we wanted to give him um, and, and a guy that can give us two innings. He pitched well, kept us in the game.
12: Kalahara. Um, what do you make of just this uh, this season series overall against the Rays? You played uh, seven games and, and most of them have been very close or all of them, really.
11: Everyone went down to the last to bat, you know, the last strike. So it uh, wasn't a surprise that it happened again today. You know, we felt pretty good at three nothing, but their team comes back. They're scrappy like we are, and you know, it's it's probably going to go down to the end. It did. Um, so you know, one at bat for us or one less at bat for them uh, decides the game again.
12: All right. I'm curious, was that? Oh, sorry, just one more. Um, Moreland being in against um, McClanahan, would, would that have been different if uh, if Loriano was available or was he going to uh, DH given he'd seen him before?
11: Loriano wasn't going to play today. So that's that's the lineup we ran out there. Yeah,
3: Burt Smith looked good. You know, we've been talking about, well, do we need another arm? Well, maybe Burt is going to be that arm that you need. Until Trevor Rosenthal comes back, if he comes back, it is what it is. You know, you're going to have nights where, you know, you're going to need Deekman to close, or you're going to need now maybe Birch to close, or you need Lou to, to close. It's just a reality. When your closer goes down, you just don't go 1-800-FIND-ME-A-CLOSER. You invested $11 million in this guy, and unfortunately, he got hurt. That's life. So everybody's got to step up. I will say this, and I said it yesterday, and I've probably said this multiple days. I apologize if I have. I've been going for 17 straight days. But Billy Bean and David Forrest always go get pitching if they're in it. They always do. And maybe that's something that, you know, starting Tuesday on A's Cast Live, We'll start kind of looking around going, okay, who's got a good arm and they're not a very good team? Who could be potential, you know, who could be on the radar? I heard a guy yesterday on my way home, which was awful because 880 was just slammed. Kevin Goldstein, I think, was his name. He used to work for the Astros. He was breaking down some guys and it's like it's, it, 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 it shows you the mentality of what's in the game. So, this was before they got to the pregame show of the Angels and the Dodgers. Hi, I love SiriusXM, the MLB channel. It's great. But, you know, talking about potential guys that could get moved, like with the CBA coming up and certain teams worried about not being able to retain guys, even if they're a good team moving guys before the deadline here's an astros guy saying you know what if you look at correa he could get moved i mean the astros are in it i mean they're not out of it obviously but he's like correa could be a guy on the move we could actually see teams that are over 500 teams that have a chance to make the postseason trading big-name players. I was like, wow. He even brought up Corey Seager. I'm like, the Dodgers trade Seager? I don't see it. I don't believe it. I think they're going to sign him. But um, what if? What if the Dodgers looked at it and went, okay. Let's see. We're the Dodgers right now. They have not been playing. So the Dodgers are 18-16. and 16. They're just two and a half games back. Can you imagine if the Dodgers said, "Yeah"? World Series MVP, NLCS MVP. He's terrific offensively. He's okay defensively. And trade him? I don't see it happening, but this guy brought it up. Who knows what teams are thinking right now? The guys who are running Major League Baseball, the guys and gals we can now say, uh, running Major League Baseball, they don't think like we do. They just don't. It's hard to wrap your arms around it, right? It's hard to wrap your arms around people in sports. Like, you'd think it'd be crazy to let Tom Brady go. They let Tom Brady go, and he went and won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Now they're talking about Aaron Rodgers leaving? Who in their right mind would not want Aaron Rodgers? Your franchise quarterback. Who knows? I mean, look what we saw. We recently, during uh, COVID, they... They uh, did the documentary on the Bulls. Yeah. The Bulls went, you know, and I think we're going to be okay without Michael Jordan. <laughs> How did that work out? All right, let's get to Cole Irvin. It wasn't a bad outing today. I mean, it wasn't his best. Six innings, four runs, gave up two home runs. He takes a loss. He's 3-4, and four, but he's got a 3.29 ERA. Here is the left-hander.
6: We got Cole Irvin.
12: with Matt Kalahara. Hey, Cole. Um, you uh, obviously got through those first uh, four innings without much uh, traffic. And then um, can you kind of just walk us through the fifth? And, and Bob was saying that with the, the home run by Adamas, uh, it looked like he just beat a good pitch. I was wondering what your kind of view of that was.
14: Yeah, I don't know if he in his career has sat on a changeup and took it the other way. And so I thought that was a pretty good pitch to throw him. And, he beat me, and like all I can do is tip my hat. I'm trying to limit damage there, um, you know, and and pick up pick up teammates, you know, on you know the first couple of hitters, and and uh, yeah, just made a good pitch. And then um, in that sixth inning as well, I you know I could have thrown anything but a slider um, to Brasso, and just was one of those things where I didn't get that slider back foot enough. It was a good pitch down and in for a strike, <laughs> but it wasn't going to be enough to, to get him to swing over it. So I should have probably gone with a different pitch there. And uh, we might be talking about a different ball game. but it's, you know, it is it is what it is. And, um, you know, I thought I thought we pitched well regardless. And and for me not having all my all my weapons going in that in that game.
12: Um, just what was your view of the the pop up? Uh, it looked like Murphy was um, pretty sturdy under it, but then maybe it just moved him at the last the uh, last second. I was wondering what your view of that play was. I, I couldn't
14: I couldn't see it without a doubt. Like could not see it. It was directly in the sun majority of the way. Um, maybe maybe I make a heads up play and try to go over to first, but I definitely was not expecting uh, that ball to fall at all. And then it fell in fair fair tory, and I think it's startled everyone, um, even, the, even the hitter. So, uh, it is, it is just one of those freak deals. I mean, we play a lot of sun games here and we're, we're used to it, but sometimes that just happens and that, and that's baseball. And I'm, there's nothing to get mad over about that. I thought Murph called a great game and I thought he, he did a really good job of handling what I had today. Our
8: team Gallegos.
14: Hey, Cole. Um, Chapman was just saying that, um, it's, a lot of similarities between these two teams, it feels like, and kind of evidenced by how close the games were. What do you think of just these seven games that you played against the Rays? It seems like every game kind of came down to the wire there. Yeah, it's a good, it's good baseball. Um, you know, you got to execute your pitches as a as a pitcher, and and you're seeing um, you know hitters battle, make long at bats with you know with you know good pitching on the other, other side, and and when we're throwing the ball well, they're trying to make it tough on us, and um, all I mean, I feel like everyone's trying to limit damage in their own way, and it's it was just a really good seven games that we played against them in the past, uh, you know, two weeks. So, you know, to, hats off to them. They're I mean, they're the reigning AL champions. So, um, you know, they they got a good ball club to begin with, and and if we have similarities with them, that's a good sign for us.
12: Matt Calhura. Just wanted to check with you. it seemed like maybe you were throwing more uh four seamers than than uh two and then sinker so was that the case and was that what you meant by not everything working
14: yeah yeah i threw a lot of four seam today i uh, felt i had a lot more control with it um the, the sinker was was i could have thrown that thing inner third and it could have ended up a ball um on the in the left handed batter's box so um, I had to pick my spots where to use it and uh, just it wasn't necessarily a lack of confidence with it. It was just it was moving more than I'm used to it moving. And um, I thought four teams still played better to this to this team as opposed to the two teams. So um, it was just kind of picking and choosing where to use it. And in and, and those times were I guessed right on most of them.
12: Jacob Redner.
8: Uh, overall, Cole, on a day like this one, are you pretty satisfied with your performance? Because you, you you say you don't have everything working necessarily, and you were able to retire twelve straight at one point. Is this uh, kind of a net positive outing for you? Like, how, what's the takeaway from a game like this?
14: I mean, I think I should have pitched better to to keep us more in that ball game, possibly to win it. So I'm disappointed in the in the result of the uh, in the result of the scoreboard. Um, you know, I call that the the scary monster out there. If you get caught up watching that thing, um, you know you can start pitching different and so um and I definitely wasn't looking at the scoreboard but after the fact um was just felt like I could have done more I feel like I had um you know may have left a little in the tank not on purpose but um just in terms of looking through my velocities and stuff I felt like I was down so um you know I just I just know where I need to improve for the next start going into going on this road trip and um just trying to take it for what it's worth
3: yeah, he threw, I mean, he threw the ball pretty well. I, I, I'm still shocked by that home run to right field. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe a right hander hitting it out like that, but it is what it is. Now it's time to see what's on deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, learn more at ashbylumber.com. Well, we're off, finally, a day off tomorrow, so everybody take the day off. If you can. And then we're back at it against the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday. So it's going to be three in Boston, three in Minnesota, and then back home to take on the Astros. Looks like the pitching matchup as of now is going to be Chris Bassett up against Nathan Avaldi. will be a 4-10 first pitch. That means A's total access at 3-10, and we'll have A's cast live for you at two o'clock a tough loss today four to three but the A's are 21 and 15 still in first place we'll see everybody here on Tuesday at two o'clock enjoy the rest of Mother's
6: Day happy
3: Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and once again we'll see you on Tuesday
7: To Kaiser Permanente's more than 63,000 nurses, you helped carry us through the unprecedented challenges of this past year. Your leaders and advocates for our patients' health, your scientists and educators leading the way in innovation to provide quality health care for our members. Your dedication every day helps make Kaiser Permanente the health care provider it is today. We honor you this Nurses Month and always, thank you, Kaiser Permanente.
2: Hi, I'm Brooke Burke and I have a question for you. Do you ever consider just how important your feet are? They're quite literally the foundation of your body and if you don't take care of them, you're asking for problems. That's why I wear Skechers new ArchFit shoes. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to make a shoe that provides total foot and arch support. They used 20 years of data to design a podiatrist certified insole that distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. Plus, Skechers ArchFit provides extreme comfort. In fact, these just might be the most comfortable Skechers I've ever worn. Whether I'm walking or standing, they feel like a dream. Just try them on and you'll feel the instant difference. So if foot care is as important to you as it is to me, check out Skechers ArchFit. They're podiatrist certified, they're comfortable and they look great. Because when it comes to preserving my body, I know Skechers has my back and my feet. Get the support you need with Skechers new ArchFit at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com or wherever stylish shoes are sold.